I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we're continuing our look again at our, our, our three favorites with 1979's Knockabout, starring and introducing Yoon Byu, um, <laughs> and directed by Sammo Hung. And it's got all kinds of, it's got all kinds of our uh, favorite people <laughs> strewn throughout, so... Yeah, this is a fun one. Yeah, it's like we continue to defy logic and reason by finding even more classic kung fu films <laughs> in the year 1979. I, I know we've like talked about this before, but like 78, 79, 80, it just it doesn't make sense how many classic movies there are. And sure, plenty of Hong Kong movies were made kind of rough and ready and at breakneck speed. But that's still, like, you crunch the numbers, it still doesn't seem to add up, especially with these Golden Harvest productions, which uh, are fairly slick affairs compared to a lot of the independent kung fu films of the period. But yeah, this, um, I would say this this movie's been kind of a cult classic for a little bit. Um, it's interesting, though, uh, Carlos and I were chatting earlier, and I've kind of i'm sort of sensing that there's maybe a little bit of a sea change like lately where mm. the reputation of dreadnought um i feel like is on the rise and it's possible that the knockabout's reputation is maybe sliding a little bit um and i think some of that has to do with you know just which movies were more readily available in the west uh, right. i think we've talked about it before but in the early 2000s um it was it was actually kind of an exciting development where uh, 20th Century Fox licensed um, kind of a like a bunch of um, Fortune Star transferred Golden Harvest films from like spanning like the late 70s into the 80s. Um, and this included things like Young Master, Iron Fisted Monk, Magnificent Butcher, uh, and Knockabout. Um, but there are some interesting omissions there. Like there's no miracle fighters. There's no mm. dreadnought. Um, but now that we've kind of entered this really cool boutique Blu-ray period that we've been kind of like highlighting. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's possible we're going to get kind of like a the change in reputation for, for a lot of films. And mm. what's exciting is Eureka fairly recently um, on the same day, put out Blu-rays for Knockabout and Dreadnought, so <laughs> almost seeming to like, uh, like throw down the gauntlet or something. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this I think for for a lot of folks that uh, are fans of Yoon Bu, this is um, this is one of the first kind of ports of call. And what's so freaky is like we were literally just on the last episode talking about the tradition of. Uh, credits in Hong Kong film because of the kind of international prints that we usually use because we in the West at least there is an attempt to use um, at least the international uh, opening titles so that there's there's some amount of English uh, but that means that we didn't we didn't really get these films as they were presented in the theater which is um, uh, 
presented in the theater where there'd be this technique of um, presenting the actor's name uh, and the character's name usually like mm. when they made an appearance and it was kind of like a dramatic thing. But what's cool is like the, uh, most of the versions of knockabout have that preserved so that like when you comes on the screen in the beginning, we get that little and introducing in view. So um, it dude, it's, yeah, it's just uh, it's kind of weird. Like how sometimes these things, fall together because literally after we recorded that last episode i was thinking um like i know there are a handful of movies that do demonstrate this and i'm like oh i wonder if we'll ever like watch one of those yeah that was the other thing that we were talking about too is just how you know we we plan these arcs out a little bit but we're not looking through it with a super fine tooth comb to find out how all of these connect and obviously there are all these connections with the industry at the time but it's really fun to see these ideas come together so well and it's like it almost seems like we we orchestrated this and we did kind of but not that much but yeah it's, we're not it's that really, smart no it's really fun to see that and and i also would say that um a lot of the discussions that we had with the young master kind of set a nice frame for where we're going to take this discussion because i think that um Knockabout exists in a similar way to Young Master in my eyes, where it's like it's kind of going for some things, but it kind of misses the marks and it could kind of be tightened up in some spaces. And uh, I know that there are a couple of cuts. And honestly, uh, also, like you were saying, Marty, that 20th Century Fox DVD is the one that I've always been familiar with and honestly yeah dreadnought wasn't something that really came to the forefront for me personally until heroes 3 and i i love dreadnought so much and i actually feel like you could make a similar argument like drunken master to snake in the eagle shadow oh sure where it's like yeah. um uh, you know there's I like feel a famous like, famous yeah. movie but you could kind of argue yeah. yeah like the the one that you kind of really feel like in your heart is the better one is no one that's as highly regarded. And I think that's where we're at. Well, at least where I'm at with knockabout compared to dreadnought and they're both fun. Um, I do feel like uh, this film kind of misses the marks in some aspects, but yeah, where I was going to say, yeah. whenever you were talking about it, the dreadnought kind of rising, I do think dreadnought's a better movie than this. I yeah. did have fun with right. this movie, but uh, dreadnought has just such a, so many really amazing iconic you mm. know, beats and stuff. And I uh, revisiting Dreadnought, like I did buy the Eureka release of Dreadnought, and um, that was a thing that I've talked about where it's like we we're getting so many releases right now. I actually had to like kind of <laughs> yeah. step back from buying every release because it's like holy crap! Now we got companies two different actually arrow is at the end of this month arrow is releasing knockabout in the u.s uh, on a blu-ray release and it has pretty much a lot of the same um i think it's pretty much a one-to-one release compared to the eureka um That's awesome. uk release yeah it's really exciting so yeah um we've got that so i i bought dreadnought and i revisit dreadnought and i did i mean i love that movie but i do also feel like there are aspects that like if you could make this if you could combine the, these two movies into <laughs> one movie because you get a lot more of yoon Bu really showing his proficiency in totally. this film whereas like in dreadnought you know his character was kind of like you know what mousy right he's just kind of yeah. on the run for a lot of the time and it isn't yeah, it's a great really opportunity a... for yoon Bu as an actor um, yeah but yeah i mean and i think that might be part of the i think part of the reason that knockabout has been 
I think such a popular movie for for a while is you know you could set your DVD to like chapter 12 or whatever it is and it's like <laughs> yeah okay like watch Yoon Byu with the jump rope or mm-hmm. um watch this fight but maybe not this fight and uh and the other thing too is uh and I feel like we've talked about this before when like covering Sammo but he knows all of his like brothers in arms so well in this mm-hmm. way that's really kind of uh incredible I, I don't have anyone to really compare it to but it's like it's it's as though anyone that he's worked with or spent time with, it's like he just really understands them like kinesthetically. Like he understands like how their body moves and what they sort of do best. And uh, there are absolutely stretches of this movie where he's just really teeing up Yoon Byu to do what he does. Yeah. What for, he does for, best. Yeah. For, for the failings of this film, where it shines the most is definitely where it should. Where we're introducing the world to Yoon Byu as a lead. You know, we've talked about it on the podcast where he didn't really rise to the heights that we all would love him to have rise to, but yeah. he's still kind of our favorite dude to, to see on screen. And um, man, when he's, he 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 can float through the air. He he has. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, like, yeah. His the way he moves is just it's crazy. Like it it feels like a person shouldn't be able to do the things that he does. Yeah, totally. It doesn't seem like gravity. I don't know. Gravity is like bending around him in this weird way or something. Yeah. Um, and like yeah, as we've called out before, like Inbu is arguably you know Hong Kong's MVP for um for a few yeah. <laughs> few decades really. Uh, also, context that we've gotten into before is, uh, you know, Jackie, Sammo, Yoon Byu, um, a handful of other really important figures, even a, even a couple folks that show up in this movie, like uh, Yoon Mo, um, uh, were all students at Yoon Jim, uh, Yoo Jim Yoon's school, um, you know, collectively known as the Seven Little Fortunes, no matter how many of them <laughs> there actually were. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, they all really started to kind of get their feet wet roughly ar- around the same time, um, very young. But uh, I would say by this point in history, Samo's really had kind of the longest kind of continuous career really as an as an action director. So, mm-hmm. you know, Jackie had these many years where he's uh, working with Wei and these films where he's positioned as a star and a handful of other directors besides Jackie did have some work as a, you know, action director and as a choreographer, but Samo had really kind of turned, turned that business into a well-oiled machine. You'll sometimes hear about his, um, his crew, uh, his choreography crew, which is uh, usually called, I think, Hong Ban. It's like mm. And it's a lot of these like familiar faces that we see in this movie and like plenty other films of the period. So, you know, by the time that Jackie's really kind of starting to begin his directing career, uh, Samo has, you know, quite a litany of films kind of behind him, at least as a, as a action director. Um, but what's interesting is I still sort of feel like, you know, Samo doesn't quite come like fully into his power as a choreographer into kind of like right around this period and like maybe the next the next 12 or 18 months like yeah, following yeah. this movie and you get it in knockabout where it's like i feel like there are some sequences and de- kind of in the earlier part of the film where 
uh, if it's music, it's like there are these great phrases, but most of the early fights don't feel like a song to me, if that makes sense. They don't oh, feel man. like yeah, it's like, I love that. this verse goes into this chorus, into this pre-chorus. But yeah. by the end, there definitely are some sequences that really feel like these complete songs. And for for most of Samuel's career, it's like, that's what that's what you get for sure. Yeah. Mm. That's what I was going to say is it feels like some of the other Samo directed movies we've done where it kind of feels like there wasn't exactly a script and like right, it right. wasn't exactly planned out. It was just, we had these cool things that I want to try and then we'll just kind of find a movie as we go. Yeah. And, and Samo actually, he mentions in an interview about how um, his, his original idea for this film was that he was going to star in it. And Yoon Byu actually came to him wanting to be in the something. And he reorganized this movie so that Yoon Byu would be the star. And then that Samo had to basically kind of create that bigger character to kind of put him in the movie in a way. So it kind of reorganized how this movie played out. And yeah, you, you've got Samuel here. And I mean, we've talked about a handful of his other films from around this time. We talked about Iron Fisted Monk and um, we haven't done an episode on Warriors 2, but we definitely mentioned it. And after this, we've got, you know, I mean, Prodigal Son, we love so much and Encounters mm. of the Spooky Kind. But I, I feel like this is kind of like a weird dip in <laughs> in that. Like um, this, this movie is kind of a by the numbers, what you'd expect from around that time and again comparing it to the young master that we just talked about you don't really see the kind of um, breaking out and moving forward in uh, action cinema like you did in the young master and um, I just feel like yeah it, it just misses the mark I still I still did have a good time with this movie but I feel like this is in our arc right here is kind of a, also a low point I, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I also think there's a little bit of um, false advertising, kind of like every poster or like box art I've ever seen for the film, which is like Yoon Byu front and center. And it is pulling from images in the latter part of the film, but really like the first two thirds are this buddy movie. You know, yeah. it's Yoon Byu and um, Lung Kar Yan. Beardy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah together. Beardy. And. Um, I love Lung Karyan and I think he's I think he's awesome in this, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think the movie would be probably strengthened if you either really lean in, lean into the brothers in arms mm. kind of thing, or you really make this kind of a standalone Yunbyu hero picture. Um, yeah. I, I feel like the the first act just needs to be tightened up a really a, a lot because um they kind of lean in on the kind of the grifter like slapstick, which, you know, us watching a lot of these films, I, d I do enjoy that. And I get a kick out of seeing them trying to one up each other all the time. But I could see somebody else being like, oh, like what's what's going on? Like we're 40 minutes in and we really haven't yeah. really pushed the, the plot forward to move into, um, you know, all the martial arts stuff that we want to see. Yeah, it's like the the first act is like forty five minutes yeah. instead of the like right. fifteen or so that it probably should be. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and I feel like what we have here is it's like definitely a, an effort to be comedic, but that is just not enough. It's like mm -hmm. like a comedy has to actually land. Like, yeah. it has to actually be funny. It can't just be that we have the intention to act goofy and it, and. It, it, I don't know. It, it does like pain me a little bit to say it because I do think Samo has 
like an awesome sense of humor, you know, like mm-hmm. throughout his career. Um, and, and I think Yumbu and uh, and Lunkarian they have awesome chemistry. Like they're, oh, they're, yeah, totally. they're great together. But I just think that it doesn't really go to the places that you'd really want it to go, and you don't really have these memorable kind of like hijinks that you'd think about from another. Film. Yeah, um, and we no also Dean, do have no the, Dean Sheck, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we do have the awesome like appearance from Carl um, Maca, who I yeah. feel like we haven't maybe oh, got so into good. that much in the podcast. But he's no. kind of you know, so we've covered like the lucky stars in in quite a bit of detail, but sort of like parallel to the lucky stars was like the Aces Go Places mm. um, films, and Carl um, is kind of like a center uh, centerpiece of that. But yeah, uh, for sure. And he he shows up in a couple scenes towards the first act, and he's like turned up to like twenty. So I I feel like that's like if you're into it, like you're into it. But I feel like these are the same things that could really turn off somebody else that's looking for martial arts. Like if, when you see Yun Bu on the DVD looking all ripped and like in a cool right. martial arts pose, and then you're like forty minutes in and you haven't seen anything representing that, you'd be mm-hmm. like, what's going on? Yeah. But oh, so I'm um before we get too into the weeds talking about the movie itself um there are a couple different versions and actually this kind of goes towards what you were saying Marty about the 20th century fox stuff so um there's a Hong Kong theatrical cut which I'm pretty sure is the version that we all watched and then there's an export cut and actually the export cut cuts uh, about 15 minutes off of the film and um that i still haven't seen because i i bought dreadnought i didn't brought buy knockabout because um i remember not being as super into knockabout when i had the dvd (laughs) (laughs) but um i could see the export cut being uh, a a bit better i i'm i'm anxious to see it i'm gonna get this error release when it comes out and um so the the thing about it though is that there was a classic dub that was released, but as far as I can tell, that classic dub isn't on any of the original DVD releases. Yeah, I've never this had is, a chance to hear it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a shame because I would I would love to hear that <laughs> because yeah. I mean I love all those old dubs, but that would that would help with some of the humor. <laughs> with these shoes, you'll strengthen your legs and your stomach. <laughs> Teacher, this training's killing me. A tin of Popeye spinach would do the trick, and that way my whole body would be strong. Listen, if spinach was that good for you, then all eight-year-old men would want it, and for different reasons, huh? Yeah, the dub is on these new Blu-ray releases, so if you if oh, you grab dude, that awesome. version, you'll be able to enjoy it. But the, the dub that you get, I think, on the Hong Kong Legends and on this 20th century that I'm familiar with is more of, like, the kind of early 2000s anime-ish thing yeah. where it's like, eh. <laughs> This exercise strengthens your waist and your hips. Look, Master, can't we skip this? Just give me some spinach instead, or vitamins, or something, anything. Just get these things off me. Stop whining. <laughs> Why are you being so ungrateful? You wanted training. Here I am training you, huh? <laughs> it's okay, but um, the other thing that I've noticed when I was coming through it for this podcast was that they add, like, music cues, and actually they add, like, weird, like, sound effects so like during the fights yeah, there's some they like that a lot whooshing noises and stuff yeah yeah which is kind of weird but i think, um, I think part out. of it too is i, I want to say that they like advertised uh like a 5.1 like 5.1 right. audio like on the back of the dvd and it's one of on, these honestly most of that comes down to these like whooshes that yeah. aren't honestly they're not there every time it's just <laughs> occasionally um a fight scene will have like additional sound effects augmented. So it's, 
Yeah, what a little bit of a strange custom. Yeah, it's funny. It's like we have this new technology, so let's really go all out. But that ends up making it seem dated when you look back at it. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. You know, but um, yeah, I'd say if you're a fan of this film, um, I mean, you're eating pretty already because like there's that Eureka <laughs> release, which is the UK, and then we've got this Arrow release coming up. So yeah, um, I mean, I think what I what I would say is you could cut together like. I'd say probably like a five or six minute um, montage of just like the best kind of like action and kind of choreography ideas. And it would, it it would absolutely impress. Um, Mm. But I don't think that that's, that would be very representative of what it's like watching the, the whole movie. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah. We're just about ready. Cool. Well, let's take a look at the movie itself. But first, let's take a look at the back of the VHS. Grifting brothers Yi Pao and Dai Pao spend their days looking for the next fool to hustle. A silver fox proves to be a bad target for the two, and after a few lumps, they follow this old master as his students. Armed with new kung fu, a dark past proves fatal for the brothers, setting the classic tale of revenge in motion. Sammo Hung directs the debut of Yoon Byu alongside Beardy and Lao Kar Wing as a monkey faces an old fox in Knockabout. So the first uh, half or so of this movie <laughs> is basically, uh, like we said, there are two main characters, which what were their names in the versions you watched? Because I saw about 20 different names yeah. for these characters. Yeah, so I had the I, same kind of like anime dub. It was like John. What was it? Big John? It was Little John and little Big John. John and Big John. Right, but if you're looking at the original like dialogue version, they'll mention them by name at the beginning of the film, but then uh throughout the rest of the film, they'll call them uh uh Yi Pao and uh Ti Pao. Oh, hold on a second. I messed up. Yi Pao and Dai Pao. Is Dai what Pao. I saw. Dai Pao. Yes. Cuz it's like cause so it's, it's like a similar little, thing. Yeah. It's like little treasure big treasure. Yeah, it's the same so. basic idea. Um and yeah. Another the another the one that I saw said uh little boo and big boo or big oh. brother and little boo. <laughs> I like so. that. That's oh, cute. Nice. Um <laughs> yep. You're you're pretty quickly introduced to Yumbu. Actually, the first person you see is Samo looking really dirty, and he's got a monkey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he has a monkey. Yeah, he um. Actually, I looked up what what kind of monkey it is. Um, it's a oh. it's a stump tail macaque. Oh, dude, nice. Oh, so. what did you just call me? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stump tail macaque. It's a yeah, it's a, 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 a an old world monkey from. It's a monkey from like the from southeast china so. yeah it's cool but dude actually this movie gets special um mention because uh no animals are killed on or off screen oh um, yeah that's right oh man well, you, presumably the chicken died off screen so oh, that's true yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> so there's that but does not die on screen so mm. chickens don't count matthew <laughs> <laughs> Okay, except for the time where we actually did see a chicken oh, die on screen. Oh my god! Yeah, that's pretty. Still, rough. still traumatized. Like four years later. 
Oh man, I, not to sidetrack us too much, but I recently <laughs> watched uh, Eastern Condors again with actually yeah. with my dad. My dad came by, yeah, and I, I completely you. forgot there's like a shot where Yumbu he like grabs a snake and totally like rips a snake's head off right on camera. It's yeah. like, Jeez. whoa, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. But um, <laughs> yeah, what you, what you have here is we begin our shenanigans right away. So uh, Yumbu is looking to get some money exchanged. And what you find out is like there's this long con that happens and you're shortly introduced to his brother who's played by Beardy. And um, they have this whole elaborate setup to get more money out of the bank to make it think like they're actually swindling them, but then it blows up in their own face. So uh, it's pretty fun and it's pretty involved and I, I like how that plays out. But I, I would feel like Okay, we got that done. We don't need to really revisit this anymore, but they do it like two more times. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I, I feel like we maybe d- won't need to necessarily go beat beat by beat. Um, we can pretty much skim through this first f- act, I think. 15 or, or, or <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. But yeah, basically we've got these two brothers up to more shenanigans trying to kind of uh, con who they can con. Uh, there's a big sequence in a gambling den uh turns into that is a pretty cool scene there's some pretty funny that's i'm definitely gonna make a gif of under um, the table the going under the table getting kicked over the table then going under the table and happens for like a full minute that's really fun fun. yeah it is the kind of thing where it's like it's a little bit like longer than would be funny but not long enough to like come back around and and be doubly funny or whatever but it's yeah it's a real yeah it's a cool sequence it's a cool stunt too like mm-hmm. just as a stunt yeah totally all in kind of one one take like this um mm-hmm. but yeah you get the sense that these two would just kind of continue on this trajectory forever but they ultimately um spot this uh kind of older looking man um who seems to have kind of a a bag of cash and this is Lalgar who seems to be a a 30 year old that's wearing a white (laughs) (laughs) powdered wig (laughs) and like we've talked about Lalgar wing before and it's interesting it's he's you know the brother of Lalgar lung but much more of a free agent um Mm -hmm. you know uh than than his brother he's not like a Shaw company man and you know did plenty of collaborating with uh Samuel Hung through the years. Um, what's interesting though is it's like I would say very much like his dear brother, um, not a not a man of comedy. I would say, and <laughs> I I, yeah. I also think that that's maybe something kind of holding back the film. I don't think it's a terrible idea that you kind of come across this old man who isn't all that he seems and actually has kind of like a darker past and darker intent, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if if Wing is perfectly cast for that, but I do want to highlight just his incredible performance. Um, yeah, in these in these fights, it's like um, apart from Yoon Bu, uh, Wing really steals the rest of the the show. I think. Yeah, and I do think that the idea they, there is some subverting the the tropes that you're expecting because. Um, You've got these guys that are kind of down and out and they're causing trouble. And then, yeah, in, in, in a traditional Kung Fu movie plot, you'd, you'd expect them to either get in really bad trouble and then find a master. And then that master kind of sets them straight and they have to like, you know, it's like the, yeah. the journey of the, the hero. Master, yeah. And then the master like gets kidnapped or something and they have yeah. to put all of their, 
you know, training to use to save him or something like that. Yeah, and this what or you know, death or something. Yeah, you have them subvert that a little bit with Lao Garwing's character, which is pretty cool. I did I did want to talk about that um some of the fight choreography that, you know, gets us to this point that that scene that we were talking about in the casino cuz like yeah, yeah. um they do establish that Yumbu's character is proficient in martial arts and they oh, still like do in Thai boxing they, Yeah, they he mentioned. he says like yeah, he he this he talks about the different styles he he can practice like Choi Lee Foot and actually the localized subtitles have like a Choi Lee Foot like joke. I forget what it was. Like it was like Choi style, you leave me no choice <laughs> in the subtitles. I was like, that's wow, a Carlos that, joke. Yeah, it is a pretty bad that's one. Great. But um uh the thing that I think is pretty cool too is that um Lung Karyan um Beardy, he his character isn't like proficient martial artist, but what you see is that he's mimicking his brother and then at the beginning that's that's like getting him some small wins. And I think that's kind of a cool like wink and a nod to people that might know what's going on because uh, he wasn't like a practice martial artist as an actor. He learned all this stuff as he was working through these right. films. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it's it's pretty great. And I mean, honestly, if you didn't know that, you, there would be no way to tell. Yeah, because... he brings a lot of power, and um, I think yeah, Samo really. I mean, again, really kind of knows what to do with him. Um, yeah. Also, what I'll say, but I think we've talked before about how Samo is just so excellent at really putting traditional martial arts form on screen um, and working that into the choreography. But I think in some ways, it that's part of what's holding back some of the earlier action in the film is because, I mean, I almost get the sense because Yoon Byu is called out, it's like, I know these styles. So it's like, he's really only fighting in that way. And the movie is like attempting to be, you know, a kung fu comedy kind of on the heels of Snake and the Eagle Shadow, Drunken Master, but we're not getting that mix of Peking opera very much. Mm. Um, we're we're kind of like uh, we're getting like Samo's attention to detail and kind of like loyalty to the form, but so much of the movie is so goofy, and so many of the fights have all these kind of contrivances to them that I I don't know I feel like it's it's a little bit it's a little bit held back or something. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that too. E yeah, even when it comes to the choreography, you can get the sense that they really don't figure it out as soon as you'd expect them to in the movie. So the first the first act, I don't know, you you kind of need a big and I mean, they obviously know that. You need a big kind of scene to win you over right at the beginning of the film. You yeah, don't really yeah. you don't really get that. It really sits more on all of the hijinks. But I mean, anyways, we should we should move forward. But um, Lao Garwing playing this old guy, it's yeah. pretty great. So um, yeah, their new their new grift now is basically to get this guy say that he's going to be their master, and then once they get a meal out of him, to ditch him. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty fun. Yep, because their their con kind of blows up in their face, and then they confront him out in the field, and he hands their butts to them pretty easily mm -hmm. and they're like whoa wait a second um we can maybe it, it's funny they take the loss and they immediately come up with another con right away yeah <laughs> it's pretty they're like if we study under him we could learn his stuff and then abandon him but it's interesting yeah. like that it's like how much of a con is it because that's ultimately just what they do um yeah. without really much of a twist um mm -hmm. 
they do just live with him and study from him and kind of follow his rules. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there are some really kind of inspired moments. Uh, the kind of two on one. Oh, it's in great the, in the forest sequence here, um, and a little bit of foreshadowing of some of the, I think, really kind of dazzling choreography we'll get at the end of the film when we have Samo and Yunbyu and as a like two on one against Lao Garwing, but. I also um, like how um, Lao Garwing, he's pretty small looking dude. I mean, even yeah, standing yeah. next to Yun Biu, he's he looks like he's almost a bit smaller, maybe a bit stockier. But um, for uh, much of that fight with him and against the two, he's just using one hand and he's yeah, holding yeah. on to his bag the whole time. I, I really love that. He he does like the stop hitting yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great beat. Yep. Good buddy. And then uh, another cool stunt to call out, and I feel like it was probably a gifable moment, is um, Yoon Byu uh, making himself a bridge from the, yeah, yeah. the shore to the boat. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. And then and, uh, the big brother is like jumping up and down on him while he's the human bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a very older brother thing to do. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um and then the next scene, they anime eat was what I put in my notes. Oh, they're just like yeah, they they're just they're just, just devouring plate after plate of food. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot. It actually yeah, is like, kind like of a lot of things in this. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a sweet thing because they're like they're really trying to be the, you know get him to be their master. So mm-hmm. they're really like kind of, but he can tell that they're starving. So he's like, come on, sit down and eat. And then mm-hmm. it's like a eating montage <laughs> yeah yeah and then we get some goods kind of we're on like sort of a familiar you know kung fu school set uh we get to see some kind of crazy yunbyu stretching a nice little sequence where beardy is kind of questioning this like ball technique or practice that he's been asked to do and then lao garwing like fights with it and that's yeah that looks pretty awesome yeah, and um, I, I think this is all really strong. I think they're really setting up some cool ideas here where it would be the two brothers. One is a puncher, one is a kicker. And um, that does exist for the first half of the film, but then that's discarded. And, um, you you know, you kind of are shifted over into this revenge story that is still kind of cool. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm being very critical of this film, but I did I did enjoy well, it's it. Just, it's, it's a yeah. lot of good ideas, but... Mm they don't all belong in the same movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, like contrasting it with young master where I feel like we were kind of describing that a little bit as like eyes bigger than the stomach. And you could say something similar here about Samo. Um, I mean, I think one difference is it's like in the young master, it's really, it's so much about Jackie as a star, you know? And so he's, he's centered in each of these kind of wide eyed ideas or whatever. Um, where here it's like, you feel kind of like Samo in the background, like as a director and choreographer kind of trying whatever fits, but it means that kind of like the focus and the center of the movie kind of is mm. sort of shifting in like a little bit, a little bit vague. Um, but in some ways I actually feel like the ideas uh, if they were committed to um, are maybe even a little bit more seasoned or something than, than some of what we get in young master, but it's just, you do kind of get a little bit of, of whiplash when it's all said and done. I mean, even yeah. it's like the Lao Garwin character, it's like he's not really pushed to be very bad or 
very good or very complicated. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, thinking about it, at this point in the movie, he's like taking them in and he's training them. It's like, seems kind of like a, a decent guy. Yeah. And ultimately, they're going for kind of this shocking twist reveal that actually he's this criminal on the run and he kills people. But I don't know. It doesn't feel like that would actually shock these characters that much or... Yeah. yeah. I, well, no. I mean, we'll get there. So um, little John and big John have been trained now <laughs> and they get to use their their skills finally in a, in a real match. There's a funny line where the old fox, sometimes they call him silver fox or old fox. He says, like, you know, you can you, you you'll be able to defeat any ordinary man now. Oh, yeah, that's a you good know? one. And I think it's cool how they play around with that. So they get to this scene where there's some guys trying to strong arm uh, like a, a food vendor. They come in and they see a chance to execute, um, you know, with their skills now. And we're also introduced to uh, Mars, who's wearing a funny like mustache and a hat. Um, what yeah. you find out is he's like a, a police officer. But but yeah. here what you see is them actually like putting the weapons on some of some familiar faces. You see Chung Fat. He he's one of the guys like that gets like beat up by the gang members yeah. but you also see like billy chan and peter chan we saw earlier so you get to see a lot of these faces and actually it's funny um billy chan you'll see him here but in the casino he plays a different character and chung <laughs> fat is also like a different guy in the yeah, casino. Yeah. so i i really enjoy that when they like you know it's like we we recognize them but like they just reuse a lot of the same people over and over and over but um yeah, so uh, what you find out is that um, Mars's character is actually looking for their master. And um, what plays out here is that there's also two other men that um, show up, and those are also no, no ordinary men. But uh, we yeah, see that it's right. uh, Lei Hoi-sang and, oh, yeah, let me, let me find. Um, they call them in the dub a couple of different things, too. There's Yeah, I was wondering. One is Snow White. And uh, Lei Hoi Song is called Seven Dwarves. Or I yeah, think that's, that's awesome. That's what of mine. There's one one of them's Seven Dwarves, the other one's Snow White. Yeah, yeah and the dub... And then is it, is it is, Yun Tak who's the other one? No, um, that's played by Wang Kuang Yu. And um, ah, that's a yeah. face that I don't recognize too much, but actually was pretty reminiscent of uh, Cheng Hong Lie, uh, Jade Face Tiger from mm, Come Drink sure, With yeah. Me. But that was decades before. But it has the same energy and actually like... It, and a deciding factor in their characteristics is that they're a gay couple. And actually the way that they handle that isn't as homophobic as you would expect it to be yeah, for real. <laughs> in a movie from this time. Yeah. And they fall into that no ordinary man uh, slot too, but um, right. they arrive and they're basically challenging uh, the master, but they end up fighting Yun Bu and Beardy. And that's, it's pretty awesome. And it's it's funny because last last episode you were saying you remembered Lee Hoi Song having a bunch of welts growing out, and that is from this movie. Yeah, Dude, that was my favorite thing to read in in your notes ever. It's like this is the movie with yeah, this Lee is the movie with it's all the welts. Um, Another thing that it's just like oh yeah, I I couldn't have planned that better. Yeah. They're yeah, they look totally. gross. They're yeah. like disturbing yeah, looking. Real. Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's it's a cool fight too because they're like the the two-on-one and then the master kind of coming in to i wrote that he does the people's elbow 
Yeah, he's got like a (laughs) super move that he uses. Yeah. It's like basically a drop elbow and then he like grabs their throat. But yeah, so um, they have an encounter. he just kills them. (laughs) Yeah, with them. And then they tell the master and then they have like a for real fight out in the forest. Like, I mean, this same plot of land that we've seen in so many different kung fu films. And um, yeah, the master. I I do think it's like, uh, uh, and you were saying this a few minutes ago carlos that there is a strong idea here that it's like one brother's a kicker one's a puncher and also who does what is i think perfectly cast it's like Mm -hmm. we do want to see all these stretchy crazy kicks for you and view and as we said like um lone karyan aka beardy is not like a martial arts practitioner himself and i think focusing on the punches with samuel's direction is turns out just fantastic like mm-hmm. he actually looks quite p- powerful here so um yeah i do want to highlight i mean i think the things that are that really are working in the movie. oh man yeah them versus lehoi song it's awesome and there's these great comedic bits where yeah they're one's kicking one's punching and then yeah out of nowhere and the way that they frame it is perfect that you'd expect uh yumbu to kick but it's actually uh beardy that like kicks dude in the groin <laughs> and then the camera pulls right. out and you you realize what's happened yeah it's it's awesome um yeah old, old fox really shows how ruthless he can be here though and um lao garwing's like choreography like his his lines and his like his rhythm is just super super tight and he looks yeah, really great. Yeah, really amazing. Yep. So he he does kill these guys and it's like all right, let's go. And they're all like okay, they leave. So this is kind of like what you were talking about Marty where it's like okay, he just they just they're killed They're kind of fine if he's like yeah. a murderer like <laughs> and these aren't and they're not like boy scouts or anything like they no. weren't painted that way like yeah. ever. Yeah, so. but they weren't killing people. And yeah, as no, far true, as they know, they true. don't know anything about this this these this is two people that showed up. True. So. And it's right. like the you know, this this era like Qing dynasty where it's like these are duels that happen between martial artists. But like following that now you see mars again and he's got the wanted poster and he sees uh little john and big john and he comes the posters to them. are great I, I like how they actually call out like how well drawn they are yeah it's really good and um you can tell that they just can't read actually yeah at the beginning of the film little john says to the banker who's played by peter chen he says can you read this for me so uh here when they see the wanted poster they don't realize that it's a wanted poster. They're like, oh, yeah, that must say his picture. name. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. And they immediately rat him out, too. Yeah, they basically funny. just tell him where he is. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're like, yeah. here's mm-hmm. his address. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but they're in the middle of their meal, and then something brings uh, Little John back to their master's house, and he witnesses this fight between Mars and Lal Garwing. Kind of from the shadows. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, like we were saying, like we just saw them kill two people. And uh, I guess basically the crux of it that makes it more dramatic is that Mars's character reveals that Lal Garwing's character has done all these evil things. Right, right. But it's like, mm, <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of a reach because you're expecting this stuff to happen. And um. Mm-hmm it's it's actually kind of surprising that it's such a quick turn for Lao Garwing's character to just be like, all right, now I'm going to kill these two guys, you know? Yeah. I, 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 they, in, they, yeah. 
they find out that he um, little John is trying to make a getaway, but then Big John comes in and is like, "Hey, master! Oh man, what happened here? Yeah. Little John should have been back already. He's probably been here the whole time." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yep. and he immediately turns on them and then start fighting. And it's cool because he starts doing the old, old fox starts doing techniques that he hasn't taught them yet, yeah. or has deliberately hasn't taught them. Mm-hmm. So. He's got like this almost snake style where he he pairs it yeah. with like this like pipe that he uses. Yeah. And uh yeah, his form looks really nice, very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, Beardy ends up sacrificing himself so that little little John can escape. Yep. Yeah. So now little John needs to train. Um and <laughs> this leads to a, a scene that brought me down a really interesting rabbit hole actually. Oh yeah, oh, I love cool. that you shared that with us. Yeah, so he uh, we we see the beggar because he's um he's like little John's down on his luck now, and he runs into where the beggar lives, and Samo is like it looks like he's dipping his hands into mud and slathering it all over a chicken and then putting it into a fire. So I was like, that's too specific to not be a thing. <laughs> so I looked it up, and apparently it's a it's an old Chinese uh an old Chinese recipe called beggar's chicken. Um, and there's like an old story about how it was like a a beggar was like trying to hide a chicken and he hid it in some mud um, and then cooked it and then they like the the emperor found it and it was so delicious that they made it an official recipe and stuff um, <laughs> it, it but yeah but it's a real thing where you like cover a, a chicken with uh, lotus leaves and then cover that with mud or not oh. mud with a uh, clay and then you cook it on low and then you crack it with a hammer so Dude, I think that awesome. they would sell a lot more geodes if there were chickens inside. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Crack it open, get some lame gems, whatever. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, we do get uh, a little fun in games here with just Samo and Yunbu, and as in moments where we've seen these two guys together before. I mean, yeah, chemistry is just through the roof. Um, yeah, super, super special. But also it's... <laughs> Uh, it does, it does. I don't know, make you kind of kick yourself. You're like, come on, Samo. It's like, you know, you've got this juicy thing right here. It's like, it's you and Yunbu together. It's like, that's magic. Like, why isn't that the whole movie? Yeah, there's a couple minutes where they're they're fighting each other. Actually, it's, it's shot really well, too. There's like this dramatic blue lighting on them. Um, yeah. So like, there's like this kind of nice highlight to, to the fight. And it's, it's yeah, it's too short, though. <laughs> Yeah, I do love me. I do love me some gels. Yeah, definitely some, some, yeah, yeah. some gels going. Some on. interesting lighting and more monkey too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's Samo kind of has he has a monkey and he does kind of a monkey style, mm-hmm. which it's it's just funny seeing like I don't really explain anything. He just has a monkey friend that just sleeps with him <laughs> and stuff. So. Yeah, it's kind of pulling on the kind of beggar so ideas. It's yeah. kind of. Um, they don't play up enough the I know more than I'm letting on, but he's basically like just kind of, uh, you know, homeless master. And um, you do get these moments where he, he, he he's pretty slick, like early in the film, he like one ups them in uh, like when they're trying to hustle money. So he he ends up stealing money from them. Actually, there's a funny little sting and um, I've seen it referenced as like the the good the bad and the ugly like score being dropped into the film 
But actually, it's it's not. It's actually from a different Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> it's from uh, the one with a monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, every so, which way but loose. Right? Yeah, there's yep. a there's a little cue from that film that is dropped into this movie. But isn't that cue nodding at the good, bad, the ugly? It's it's nodding at the good, bad, the ugly, but it is it's different. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's Frankie Chan again, our our favorite guy, DJ Frankie. Yep. There's a like a promo video that isn't in the film, but it's basically your typical like kung fu movie intro, like kind of sl- Snake in the Eagle's Shadow with Jackie with the red backdrop doing his thing, and um, it's like three minutes or something like that, and um, they use it as a promo for this movie, but it doesn't. Like I said, it's not in the movie, but the beginning of that uses a cue from the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's really funny. Really funny. I like that. And yeah, what we have here is it's leading into our training montage and, you know, we're, we're leading up to the final act of the movie. And uh, here we get to see. You and Bue killing it, man. You wanted to see somebody do Dude, some yeah. flips, like 40 flips in one spot. That's, yeah. That's, he does a couple of really insane stunts, but that's one of, that's, that's one of the, one of the best. Yeah. The contrivance is that he's got like these, I don't know, bamboo shoots like on the backs of his legs. So in order for him to perfect the flipping skill, he has to keep his, keep his legs yeah. straight. Yeah, otherwise they'll like stab into his yeah, It's such his an thighs. interesting technique. It's the thing that you've never heard in any sport ever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. don't bend your knees. Yep. Um, and then you've also got this idea where he's got like, it's basically like a walk in heels kind of idea, but he's got yeah, these but like the heels circles. are in the middle of his, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of his shoes. Yeah, yeah these yeah. like stone shoes. Mm-hmm. So there's some really great choreography here with Samuel. He's got like a stick and he's like swiping at him and you've got Yumbu like using every inch of the grass to do cartwheels and flips. It's, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. This so is just freaking delightful. Mm-hmm. And then and that then leads, leads to us the, to, yeah. Yeah, the jump rope. Yeah. The where he's uh, and it's funny, I wasn't expecting the jump rope to have a big payoff at the end of the movie. <laughs> right. um, yeah. But yeah, that has some cool really cool is where he's like doing these kind of like jumping push up things to get over the jump rope it's it's nuts yeah it's amazing and then it's like i mean samuel really kind of milks the the sequence like it, it as much as much as as you possibly could and i mm-hmm. love the kind of cap to it very vintage samo where it's like he's kind of making himself the butt of the joke but he's also just like shrugging off how amazing of a martial artist and acrobatist yes. he is himself because he just like casually throws in this backflip over the jump rope too it's yeah awesome yeah and the the other thing that's so cool about this whole sequence is that it's all in real time it doesn't look like any of it's like undercranked it's just like yeah some of it slowed down yeah it's actually yeah the inverse of it they slow it down so you could see it even better Mm -hmm. uh just a great testament to the skill and yeah the the joke is that the fat beggar wanted to increase 
uh, Yumbu's character's his stamina. And then by the end, it's like he's like, I can just go all day. Yeah. <laughs> and Samo's the one getting Samo's tired. The, yeah, one the beggar's tired, tired yeah. from just like holding the rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really awesome. Just before that, there's like a very drunken master sequence with Yumbu. And I mean, honestly, looking almost the same with the black, like kind of martial arts pants and just looking super ripped doing forms. Um, yeah, yeah, and totally. that's where they pull a lot of the promo, the promo images that you would see in like the DVDs and stuff. Actually, yeah, and the really good good weather that day too. It's like yeah, that that, <laughs> that all looks amazing. Yep the the Hong Kong uh, poster for the film, you'll see Yumbu in like kind of a weird jumping pose, and that's actually taken from that uh, promo sequence that I mentioned. Like that ends in a little funny bit where Samuel's character pulls like the belt from his pants and Yumbu's like jumping to hold his pants so they don't fall down. But um, interestingly enough, that's like the main image of the Hong Kong poster. Yeah. So this leads to our, the kind of the first stage of our two, our two stage <laughs> final boss fight of this movie. Yeah, yeah actually um, it's similar to young master, like the last 15 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. are like the, the final fight. And it, it's just like a chance encounter that leads up to it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because he he runs into old Fox and has a has a flashback with the blue tint over it of uh, of his brother. Yeah, to, um, and, and and works I think fairly well compared to like the very many films we've seen that have some amount of flashback, including flashbacks to scenes forty seconds ago. The, the, the scene <laughs> yeah. before, yeah, it is a little better than that, yeah. And actually does something to, I feel like it's it's highlighting something that is actually a little less evident in motion, which like, yes, you know, it's these kind of brothers in arms, but it actually is like slightly poignant kind of the, the shots that they pulled here um, in this little montage. So I wrote in my notes, he goes to the final showdown zone. <laughs> it's like this, this clearing where, where they can do a, they can do their, their big fight. But yeah, it's it's a cool fight. Um, oh man, I I feel like yeah they they really use Yumbu perfectly for all of this, having him do all these cartwheels and flips, and he's doing like these crazy like back bends, and uh, it's yeah. just yeah, it's super fun to watch him go all over but the yeah, place. Garbage style we haven't mentioned, but that's like yeah, um, you'll hear that's it. kind of the fighting that the beggar uh, taught him, but it yeah. also yeah. The monkeys, the monkey style is a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, monkey style is a big part, and the, you'll also hear it called mishmash style. Yeah, you you see him, and it, it it's a different thing too. It's not like this thing where it's like there was a secret key to technique that that he uses to defeat him, but it's a it's pretty involved choreography, and I think that it yeah. it jumps from a couple different fun settings, and when they introduce Samo into the mix too, you've got you, I mean you realize of course. It's- Samo is like, yeah, he's like twice or three times as big as Yumbu, and he looks just as light flipping through the air. That's right. um, just a yeah. beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, because the fight, the fight ends up back in the tea house, which I guess was right next to where they were fighting. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And, and Samo gets involved. Um, <laughs> it definitely it it reminds me of like the tea house. From the beginning of Dreadnought with uh, Yun Shun Yi, and- yeah, yeah, the same, mm-hmm. same exact, exact. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it could be the same set, I suppose. Yeah, I'm thinking it is. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, at least like the view that we get of the outside is like very, 
very similar. Yeah, honestly, it's like pound for pound. The last 15 minutes of the movie are just straight fantastic. Mm. Um, and I think that is something super interesting to contrast with Young Master. We we talked about um, just how many ideas Jackie's trying to put on the screen, but that in many ways, the final fight is kind of like a quantity over quality phenomenon. And here, it's like the actual running time of this multi-act sequence or whatever is maybe kind of similar, but we're getting arguably much more, I think, exciting choreography and change of scenery and space. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, Samuel's really kind of at full power here. That This does feel like a crew that is about to go into production on Magnificent Butcher in just a, in just a month or two. And there's even, I feel like there's, there's this moment when Laugar Wing is like using the pipe and Samuel and Yoon Bu are against him where it's like, Oh man. Uh, yeah. There's, it's like a really magical kind of like flash of choreography mm-hmm. that does almost kind of foreshadow what we get with when Yoon Wu Ping and Samuel were, um, yep. combine their forces on on magnificent butcher yeah i i totally agree and um you, you got these yeah the, the monkey stuff like it, it it is really goofy but it's also like there's this feeling that it's like threatening also it's like yeah with drunken style it's like oh i don't know what's gonna happen but with the mm-hmm. with the monkeys it's like um i don't know it's like you don't. You realize it's very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And when you when it's, you see both of them like, like that, it's kind of like real monkeys, where you're like, "Oh, that's monkey. That's so silly. That monkey could also absolutely rip my face apart <laughs> yeah. if it wanted to." <laughs> right. right. Yep. And how they oh, visualize man. the monkey style here, it's like they're, I mean, completely possessed. It seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like hopping all around on the different tables and like rattling them mm. and you know doing the, the blinking and the scratching the ear. Yeah, uh, something... there's one great bit where Yoonview does like this flip up into like the rafters, which he grabs with his legs before yeah, falling amazing. back down. It's nuts. Yeah, really cool. Um, something I'm I'm thinking about now as we're talking about this last fight is that the the speed and the power, it, it really it shows a different like signature style than what you'd see earlier in the film, where you've got Lao Garwing fighting against Lei Hoi Song and um. Even when the two brothers are fighting against the 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 gay couple, um, I almost wonder if uh, maybe Lao Garwing was more involved with the choreography there because it it actually has more of like kind of a Shaw Brothers feel to that choreography. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good point. I think very well very well could be. Um, also, to shout out another big name behind the scenes. Um, yeah, Lam Ching Ying is, is one of the action directors on the mm. movie. Even though you do see him in the doesn't... casino for a bit. Oh, right. Yeah, there's yeah. like a brief mm-hmm. brief little ap- appearance of it. But no, I think that's a really good point. It's like there is that. Yeah, now, now that's kind of reminding me of what ultimately happened in uh, Once Upon a Time in China, the the first Once Upon a Time in China film where you had Lao Gar Wing originally to kind of choreograph the movie and it was kind of seen as by Choi Hark as maybe a little bit too kind of grounded mm. to the earth. And then Yun Chung Yan and ultimately Yun Wuping are brought in to kind of <laughs> uh, yeah, it up. add the <laughs> add that add the the magic that they that they do. But Honestly, seeing these three performers um, going at it at this level, at this 
at this point in Hong Kong history. I mean, this is, yeah, this is a really special sequence. And I also love that, I guess, kind of calling back the, like, the music metaphor, it's like you kind of have these, like, three movements of this final fight. It's like we started outside in the open, just Yun Bio and Lao Garwing, and then we go inside the tea house, all three of us, and then we come back outside mm. and like yeah into the sunlight and we do have maybe the most contrived thing <laughs> yeah. maybe ever seen in a kung fu movie kung it's, fu like, double dutch. It's, it's even a little bit too far for me it's like the the callback of the the rope is great and you were you were mentioning that earlier matthew it's like i think that's awesome when like yunbu and sam are using it together but then yunbu's character <laughs> decides to tie his end to like a pole and so so that he can fight him through the double dungeon it's just, yeah <laughs> oh, oh man. man but it's also it's so it's so silly it it is good like <laughs> yeah definitely. it is and it doesn't last too long no 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 um, but it does lead to my favorite slow-mo shot in the movie, which is Yoon Byu doing like a front flip and then rolling on the ground like yeah, amazing. On, on his front rolling mm-hmm. on the ground instead of on his back. It's, it looks crazy, um, but it's, it's tracked really well. And then <laughs> it's kind of the way that the, the fight ends is kind of silly because like both of them, uh, Yoon Byu and Sam are both like really mean looking. And then whenever Samu does this final drop on him, he's like doing like the shh thing. It's real <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah, that shh is great. Though. It's a real, it's a really weird energy to it. Yep. And then the two of them are so beaten, exhausted afterwards, which is really cool to see. Yeah, it's some, um, it's some straight. It leads to a really, a really dumb, uh, a really dumb freeze frame. Yeah, um, uh, I was gonna yeah. say it's some straight up recess shit. <laughs> Gaina, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah nice there there are some comedic beats in the final fight too i the, mm-hmm. the only one that really like i remember is there's a moment where they're both in the monkey like like free phase of their fight and uh yumbu jumps on sammo and then they do later where sammo jumps on yumbu and then they fall over because he's too heavy yeah yeah that's great it's pretty good and there was one really funny beat in the the new kind of more anime-ish dub where like Samuel's character has this line that gets like cut off in this really funny way. <laughs> I can't remember right now where it is, but the other thing that I really like about the choreography in the end is like, there are these moments because it's like a two on one, there's these like sim- symmetrical moments, but then at, yeah. at the same time, it turns into this like asymmetrical thing too. Um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, the, the last 15 minutes of this movie, it's so good. And I just wish that the first act, if the first act was half the length and just like a little tighter, like there'd be a lot more uh, fun things to say for me about this movie. But I feel like it's kind of a slog at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get that. But I love Yoon Bu and I, I'm so glad that, totally. you know, he was get getting the spotlight here and that would lead yeah. to you know without this film we wouldn't have something like prodigal son and like mm-hmm. yeah totally. man how how can you compare this movie <laughs> to something like prodigal son it's yeah it's so crazy we'll, we'll keep talking about as long as we do the podcast that prodigal son's yeah. an incredible movie <laughs> yeah it's incredibly underrated yeah it's just so good i actually wore my uh my Heroes three prodigal son shirt yesterday oh, <laughs> oh nice. dude, that's, that's nice. cool still that's very good. really good happy with how that turned out Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's knockabout. 
Uh, I mean, it is good. It's definitely like if you're if you're a fan of UMB and want to see him and more stuff, they, you could. I haven't seen his whole filmography, but I'm sure you could do worse. So. Yeah, no. Yeah, totally. And I think it's like, if this is in your collection and mm-hmm. you watch like Kung Fu sequences sometimes instead of like the like full full sit downs of the film, yeah. um, this is definitely going to get a lot of rotation because there are just some amazing, amazing sequences. Um, it's just like kind of the overall structure is just a little bit, unexpected it's you kind of feel like if Yoon Byu joined Sammo maybe at like the midpoint of the movie you'd really have something special and then if you had some really sort of extremely creative action sequence in the early part of the film like that that would help it too but yeah I mean if not a classic then definitely like a cult you know, video store classic or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And for fans of Yoon like absolutely a must watch. I mean, the training sequence and really from then on to the, to the end of the movie, he's never looked better. This is like the most negative you'll ever hear us be on this podcast. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because it's like, I have a lot of love for the movie, but it's- Yeah, well, that's the thing. The movie isn't bad. It just could be a lot better. Yeah. And we have watched movies that are bad, so yeah, you know, we're yeah, so, that's true. We're spoiled with all of the the really good stuff that we've yeah been and around this time too. We're just like mm. yeah, man. that's and that's really the beauty of it is that there's you know this there's this zone of about ten years where these a bunch of these incredible kung fu movies came out and they made like five of them a year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's hard to uh, yeah, it's insane. It's, it's and that's take also a while it's to like. Run out. It's why it's like it's so much easier said than done. It's like none of us are like practicing martial artists <laughs> oh, or yeah. or I don't know. I really have any ground to stand on <laughs> critiquing this, but it's because there are I think so many, you know, incredible kind of legendary films of this period. Mm-hmm. It does it does somehow become a little bit clearer of like, oh, you know what? It's like this movie like has this really special energy at like mm-hmm. this beat and I'm missing it and, and yeah. really that that sort of thing. And they probably knew that too and used it on I'm the sure. future movies yeah. that we're gonna that we see in the eighties that are so incredible. So it's cool. That's that's the cool thing about whenever people make a ton of movies in a short time is you can end up making uh something really special because you learn a lot of lessons from having to do it so much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, it's like I what I was really appreciating on this rewatch is like a lot of I think ideas and energy and momentum that led into magnificent butcher and like for me that it's possible magnificent butcher is like my favorite kung fu film but um it's i don't know it depends on depends on the day but um i don't know so it's like whatever it whatever it took in the history of of hong kong to to make that that movie happen like i'm all for it (laughs) there was another thing too that i was trying to source that i couldn't but um, I saw some writings saying that this was originally released in theaters in the U.S. as Jade Warriors. And the, the funny thing for me is that they had a localized name for Yun Byu, and it was Wan Byu. Wan? Wan Byu. But I couldn't find like a real solid source on that, but I thought it was fo- too funny not to mention it. It's. I feel like it would have. I think it would have been like Billy Yoon or something like that. Well, like, so that was apparently the name that he wanted to use. Like yeah. the 
the anglicized name, but then yeah. he found out at one point that I think Golden Harvest was had picked their own name. I want to say it was like Jimmy Ewan or something like that, and he hadn't even been <laughs> kind of consulted. Yeah. Um, I th- I think there were pre- productions later where he was able to use like the the Billy Ewan name, but yeah. um, didn't really stick. Yeah, yeah. Just it is funny to imagine Billy Ewan, but I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan's not that much weirder than Billy Yoon, so <laughs> true. I'm all, I'm true all about Juan, man. Juan, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the from the Latino part of Hong Kong. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for checking out our show. If you enjoyed it, then you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Heroes the Number Three Podcast on all three of them. I feel like there's another thing. Oh, leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on as well. So uh, we're going to continue our look at our, our, three, our three dragons next week. So, Carlos, what is our training for next week? So uh, next episode, we are watching a film that stars Sammo Hung. It also stars Lao Gar Wing. And not only oh, that, hey. yeah, he is the director of that film. And this would be 1979's Odd Couple. This is a really fun time, and I'm really excited to talk about it, and I can't wait for you guys to see this stuff. So um, you're going to get an interesting... It is an odd couple, but not for the reasons you would think. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll take a look at that next episode. Cool. Well, until next week, we're taking a look at Odd Couple. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network. Well, similar to the movie itself, I feel like that kind of came together in the last <laughs> half. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I was so negative. No, it's okay. No, I, I I'm, just, I'm, I'm also very tired. And <laughs> I'm not I, tired. That's not my excuse. No, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs>